Welcome everyone to Annuities number eight. It's hard to believe we've done eight episodes on uh, the annuity world and everything about them. We've taught you about how they can earn money. We've taught you about the liquidity, surrender charges, income riders. We've talked about quite a bit, uh, but we actually got uh, feedback from a client that says, this is all great, but how do you actually put this into play in an actual portfolio? So this episode is annuities number eight. We're calling it Portfolio Implementation. And we're going to walk you through the idea behind how you would use it into an actual portfolio, like we do for so many of our clients, and help you understand the reasoning why and how we come up with the numbers and everything like that. So I think this is a great episode. We are happy to be uh, taking a break from the annuities conversation, not to say we're never going to come back to it, uh, but we are happy to say it's done for now. And also happy to say we do take your feedback seriously. So if you have anything to talk about that you've got questions about, uh, send it our way and we'll, we'll work with whatever we can. Yeah. So uh, we, you know, I'm excited about this one too, because we actually walk you through an example. We do a kind of almost a case study in this particular episode. We're going to walk you through step-by-step step of exactly how it would look give you some hypothetical examples so you can understand, kind of visualize your own plan there. So I think this one's going to be really beneficial. I will. I think I say this again later in the uh, podcast, but I want to say it now right up front. You're going to hear a lot of numbers. You're going to hear a lot of different things. If, if you're listening to this and you get through and you go, whoa, that was a lot, that's okay. Go to our website, pomwealth.net forward slash blog. On there, you will see an article about annuities, uh, part eight, or we'll call it uh, portfolio implementation. And there's going to be an article there that has all of the numbers there for you, for the most part, in a written article. So go check out that on the website. If you've not had a chance, I know I say this all the time, if you've not had a chance, please, we would love it if you give us a five-star rating, if you say that you think this is a five-star kind of show, and write us a review. Before we get started, we have a financial disclosure. That's right. I know I don't always put my heart and soul into these disclosures, but for this episode, there are a lot of numbers we're throwing at you, so you just got to make sure you know the information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your specific situation. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. We welcome you to our Retirement in Action. And uh, today I'm excited. And the reason why I'm so excited is because this is our last annuity podcast of the series. And we said this a couple of times, we're, we're not going to say we'll never talk about annuities again, but this is really the eighth episode that we've had around the idea of annuities. And today it's all about implementation. 
we didn't even have it in our heads to do this one, but we had a client who says, I'm really loving everything you guys are doing about the annuities. We want, but we want to see how you would put that into a portfolio. How does it implement? She goes, I know how I did it, but I think it would be good for people to get it. And we went, that's a fantastic idea. And so today it's really implementation. But before we do that, as we've done on each of these episodes, we kind of want to go through a little bit of a review just to get you to where we are right now. And then we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about an actual case study of putting it into play. So Merce, can you start us off with our review? Yeah, sure can. And so I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. If you have any questions about anything that I mentioned, just know that there are previous episodes going into way more detail. But um, first and foremost, we're talking in the world of the fixed index annuity. So there's the fixed world, the variable world. We're not talking about variable. Ultimately, we don't like them that much because you can lose money in them. And we don't think that that, that really fits when we're talking about an, an annuity. So we like the fixed world. Your principal is protected. You can make a decent rate of return. Um, there is the CD type of fixed where you're getting a guaranteed rate over a period of time, very much like a CD at a bank. That's just called the traditional fixed. And then we've got the fixed index where we've, we've been focusing this whole series on. Uh, really three, three major reasons why we say to ever do or buy a fixed index annuity is one for safe accumulation where you can make a decent rate of return, not be worried about losing any money, and it can be kind of like a bond alternative in your overall portfolio. The second is uh, lifetime income. So generating your own personal private pension plan, if you don't have a pension, but you want to see more fixed income coming in the door, the a lifetime income rider is perfect for, for that. And then the third is for death benefit. Maybe you can't qualify for traditional life insurance. And so there are annuities out there that will give you a higher death benefit uh, than your actual account value. So that's something to think about, probably the least common, uh, but it is out there. Um, very quickly on how you can make money in the fixed index annuity, it's linked to an index, kind of like the S&P 500, NASDAQ, Dow, and you're gonna make a portion of what the index earns. So let's say you've got a cap of 5%, the index earns 10%, you're gonna make 5%. So you put in 100,000, uh, the index makes 10% in a, in an annual reset period. So contract year period, um, uh, your cap is five. So you'll earn five. So your hundred thousand goes to 105,000. There's participations where you make 50%, 75%, hundred percent of what the index does as well. And there's other strategies too. So, uh, a lot there, but just know that the whole reason is that you can make a decent rate of return and not be worried about market volatility. So for example, if the S&P 500 falls by 30%, like we saw last year in 2020, fixed index annuities are guaranteed not to give you a negative year due to market returns. So the worst you can do is a zero. Also a huge point as to why we like them so much. Um, we've talked about liquidity in these. So we always want to have a balance as to how much we're putting into a fixed index annuity. Uh, because there are liquidity restrictions. And it's not so much a restriction in the set if you have it in the right frame of mind. So if you're putting all of your money into an annuity, well, then you've got liquidity issues because they're only going to allow you really about 7 to 10% access in a given year. So say you've got 100,000 in there, you've only got access to about seven to $10,000 per year. So we wouldn't want to overload into these products uh, so we want to have a nice balance there. And there's also a surrender charge schedule that we have to be aware of. <clears throat> Think about what the insurance company is doing for you. They're saying, okay, we're going to make, we're going to preserve your principal. 
if the market falls, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be uh, subject to a negative year if the index falls. So we're protecting your principal. We're also making you a decent rate of return. In order to do that, we have to essentially have a time commitment from you, whether it's five, seven, 10, 12, 15 years, it varies, but there is a time commitment once you enter into these products. Once again, it's all about perspective. If you've got all of your money into it, well, it could be an, an issue from a liquidity and a surrender charge perspective. But if you're just doing a portion of your portfolio, which is kind of what we advocate, well, then then the surrender charge really is a and not a huge deal. So a couple of different things there just to recap. Um, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Raiden to kind of talk through the why. So why would we ever use a fixed index annuity? And then that'll lead us into the conversation of how we implement them into the overall portfolio. So what we have talked about throughout this entire series is really for the 99% of folks who would ever think about using an annuity, a fixed uh, annuity in their overall plan is for two re one of two reasons being the major, and it might be both. But one is safety. They say, I want a safe rate of return, and I want to limit or no have no downside due to market risk or anything like that. And the second one is income planning. Those are the two major ones. Uh, by the way, we always say you do not compare an annuity, a fixed annuity, a fixed index annuity. You do not compare that to the stock market. That's not what we're trying to do. If we're going to compare it to anything, we compare it to bonds or money market uh, type of uh, plans at a bank or a savings account. That's what we're really kind of comparing it to. And so uh, we want to take you through an example of how that works and what that looks like. So again, I'm going to say this a lot throughout this because, you know, we want to make sure you understand that I'm going to use some, some calculations. Merce is going to use some calculations, but these are hypothetical. They are not, you know, we're not telling you a current rate. We're not doing any of that that you can make it down and say, oh, this is what I would get. It just, we, we're, we're very close under the current environment, but we just don't want to, we're not coming down and actually giving you a rate. So let me kind of build out this person. And then Mercer and I are going to just kind of walk through the scenario. So we got our fictitious client and we're going to name her Mary. And Mary, when she comes to see us is 60 years of age and she has $1 million in her IRA 401k type money. So she's 60 and she wants to retire at full retirement age based on social security, which means she's going to retire at age 67. That's her goal. So she's seven years from retirement. Now, if you've heard about our, our different podcasts, we talk about three different types of income, essential needs, wants, and legacy. Her essential needs, not her wants, just her essential needs are $4,000 a month. And she is going to get $3,000 a month from her uh, Social Security. So think about that. She needs four. She's going to get three. So what she needs is $1,000 a month. And we're going to talk about how we put that into the plan. So she's short 1000 at retirement. Now, before we go any further, we want to talk a little bit about risk and how that plays into it. So, Merce, can you take us through the idea of risk and how we help people with that? Yeah, <clears throat> risk is a big conversation because um, there's a couple of different ways that you can make a return and you can kind of 
manage the risks. So you've got the world of banks where it's FDIC, there's really no risk there to a degree. Um, and, um, but the, the rate of return is very low these days. I mean, you're talking maybe a percent if you're lucky. Uh, majority of money markets are well below that right now. Um, so the, there's very low risk, but there's also very low return. Then you've got the complete opposite, which is the stock market, which can have potential for incredible returns, but also the exact same potential for incredible losses. So the risk is high there. And then you've got the world that we've talked about so much in the, in the previous episodes of kind of the, the fixed world. So you've got the annuities, for example, that are going to have a decent uh, a rate of return, but there's liquidity issues there. Um, not really issues, but it's something that you need to be aware of. So we kind of have to hone in as to what, where, where do we fall from a risk category and how do we pinpoint the perfect portfolio for our risk category? And so what we do is we take clients through and prospective clients through uh, essentially a risk conversation. Now, you may have done something in the past that looked like a, a questionnaire on a sheet of paper that a bunch of yes and no questions or how would you handle this situation like crossing the road. Um, we, we, we think that's a little outdated. So what we do is we take it to your number. So for Mary, our hypothetical Mary, we said, let's take your million dollars that you have right now, Mary, and let's go through a couple of different questions as to how you would feel if certain situations happen. And we, we kind of say, all right, well, if the money can earn 10% and it has the ability also to lose 10%, how does that make you feel? And in your head, you're probably thinking 10%. Well, I can do 10% because it's just a small number. But if I say 10% of a million as a loss, that's $100,000. Maybe that opens your eyes up a little bit. Maybe it makes you feel a little bit more uncomfortable than just saying 10%. So we apply your actual dollars. So when we walk through this back and forth a little bit with Mary to ultimately really hone in on what her downside threshold is. Um, and so ultimately... When we get there, Mary has that 10% downside threshold. So now we have an answer. Here's what Mary can, can tolerate from a risk perspective in a given year. And so now we have to construct a portfolio that's going to match up with this risk tolerance. So it's a little bit different than the, the old, what we would say the older way of doing risk assessments. Uh, we take it to your actual numbers, comes out with a risk score, and then we can construct a portfolio of stock type investment, bond types investments, and alternatives that are ultimately going to line up and make sure that you're comfortable and you're happy with the overall plan. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, Get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. All right. So in this particular situation, then we're going to say that Mary, based on her risk tolerance, feels that she at the end of the day wants kind of 
a 50-50 split in how things are. 50% over in the in the annuity world where she has no downside but a conservative rate of return and then 50% over in this let's just say the stock market whether that be stocks and bonds let's just say the stock market. So now let's just hit one thing here real quick. So on liquidity, how much money does she have that's 100% liquid right now? Well, the, the stock market's virtually liquid. We can sell that anytime we want. And then she's going to have about 10% liquidity on the other side. So in this immediate example, about $550,000 of immediate liquidity. Mary says, I'm happy with that. That's enough liquidity. Can't imagine a reason why I'd need more than 550000 up front. All right, so that's where we are. So now we've got to start to build out how we're going to position things. So go back and remember what I said. $4,000 is her essential needs. $3,000 she's going to get from Social Security. So she needs $1,000 to get her to her four. All right, so what we had to do is we have to say, well, then the, the first annuity that we're going to put in play is the one that's based on income. Remember, there's two things. One is income, the other is safety. So we're going to go, we want first the one that's going to be the highest income. Again, I am not quoting a rate right now, but I'm going to give you a hypothetical and it's close, but it's hypothetical. For her at age 60, she's going to put $150,000 into an income-based annuity that at age 67, will guarantee her $1,000 a month in this hypothetical example for the rest of her life, no matter how long she lives. So in her mind, it gives her peace of mind because she knows I don't have to worry about my essential needs. My essential needs, I got $4,000 a month, 3,000 Social Security, 1,000 of, of an annuity coming in for the rest of my life. So when we subtract the 150 from the million, there's 850,000 left over. Now, remember, we're trying to go to a 50-50 split. So that means we've got 350000 left that will go into now an annuity that's more just, I'm just doing it for safety. I'm not doing it with being income-oriented. Even though I can take income, I'm doing it much more along the lines of safety. And then I'm going to have 500000 that I'm going to put over into this, the, say, the stock market. Okay? Now, what we did is we just ran simple calculations and we said, what if the $350,000 annuity earns 4% and the 500,000 in the, in the stock market earns 7% and Mary continues to contribute her maximum amount that she can contribute into her 401k. All right. So that's kind of where we are right now. So Merce, can you now take us and put us where we are, where Mary is at when she begins retirement at age 67. Yeah, yeah, so she put a few things into place at age 60. She kept working, so she's still contributing the max into her 401k, so the, the, the stock investment is still growing. It's growing at that 7%. The annuity is growing at that four. The, the income annuity is doing what it's supposed to do, and we're gonna turn that on at age 67. So fast forward now, and we are at 67, and Mary is retired. So we get to age 67 and her annuity with just a 4% rate of return has grown. I'm talking about the safe annuity just there for just to grow, not the income annuity has grown to about 480,000. And the, the stock market investments were at 500,000 at age 60. Now we're at age 67 off of a 7% rate of return. It's actually turned into about a million 79 roughly. Once again, we're not quoting exact numbers. 
Um, and so you bring those two together, she's got about a million and a half that she's got to work off of at age 67. Now, the other piece that we put into play is the, uh, the annuity, the, fi the, in the income annuity that's going to spin off, generate $1,000 a month once you turn 67. So to kind of bring it all back together for you, Mary's retired at 67. Her social security clicks on, that's $3,000 a month coming in. Her annuity clicks on, the income annuity, that's $1,000 a month coming in. So $4,000 of, of fixed income coming in the door. Now, what are her expenses? Well, they have grown to the point that when she retires, her expenses are $6,500 a month. So simple math, she's got a little deficit there of $2,500 a month that we have to cover from those retirement investments, the stock market investment, the annuity. Uh, and so uh, from that perspective, that's a really easy withdrawal in the sense of the numbers. It's, a, it's not a huge draw on the overall retirement plan. And so what we like to do is take a look and just see how things are working out for Mary. Remember, she's got 4,000 of fixed income coming in the door. The 6,500, by the way, we have to inflate. Inflation is a real thing and we have to plan on that. And so just to give you an idea, 13 years from now, when she is 80, that 6,500 has now become just shy of $10,000 a month that she's going to have to have just to live like she is at 67. So you may be saying, well, that's a huge jump. And it is. 3% actually does quite a bit over time. Uh, but still, we're not worried. The plan is still working well. 4,000 still coming in the door. Our draw on the investment has gone up because of inflation. But the investments are still growing and we're still not worried. Overall, we get down the line and we look at we like to look at age 90 and to see how the overall assets are doing. And everything looks pretty good. Um, she started with a million five roughly over over in the, the investment side of her assets. And we get down to age 90 and it's roughly about the same, actually a little bit higher than a million five. And so that just tells us that she's got a really nice plan, a nice buffer that's built in for the what ifs, because we don't know what her future is going to hold. What if there is a long-term care scenario? What if she wants to get a second home? Or what if, you know, anything can happen that can have another draw on those assets? So we like seeing that buffer. Um, but overall, her plan looks very good. Yeah, and I just wanted to kind of break down the 6,500 because we talked about 4,000 earlier. So the 4,000 is what she said she was going to need for her essential needs. So we added 2,500 to that because that kind of now covered her wants. So it got her to 6,500 because she said, look, I, I, I want some things. I want to go on a little trip here or there. I want some, you know, I want some extra things like, you know, travel and, and clothes and those kind of things. So we threw on another 2,500. So that got her to the 6,500. The 4,000 was essential. 2,500 was fun, if you want to call it that. And then, uh, so that's where the 6,500 came in, but we wanted to keep that lifestyle going. And that's why Merce showed you or talked to you about how that, that escalates over time. But now, you might think about this and go, well, what if, and we start doing that. What if this? What if that? What if this? Well, if you were sitting with us and we were having a conversation and we had your income plan on the screen, not a fictitious Mary, then Merce, with a click of a button, could answer all those questions. What if the rate of return is lower? What if the What if my income need is higher? And by the way, we do this all the time where we would take somebody through and they go, you know what, just for fun, let's see what it would do if I took my income to 7,000 instead of 6,500, just in case I wanna buy a little something else. Or here's a bigger one. This one is 
almost all the time, not nearly 100% of the time. Somebody says, you know what, when I retire for about five or 10 years, I want to do a little extra. And we add to the retirement income plan, what we call a fund, F-U-N, fund, F-U-N-D. And we say, let's, let's just say this is for fun. So we say, let's do $1,000 or $1,500 a month for the first five to 10 years of retirement. And just to see what that would look like. And people go, wow, that's awesome. And then we don't put that in with inflation and say it needs to be there for 30 years. We just say it needs to be there for five or 10 years. And that's not a big drain usually on the retirement income plan. So as you're thinking this through, you now kind of got a picture of how you could put an annuity, uh, a couple of different types of annuities if you chose to do so within an overall plan, have very good liquidity, have safety, have income, and an overall retirement income plan that we believe and we see all the time at the end of the day helps you have true peace of mind. Now, I do want to say this before we close, just in case I'm trying to remind people this. We know we went through a lot of numbers. We threw a lot of things at you. Most of you just listening to this. Uh, you don't even have a notepad to write things down. That's okay. If you go to our website, pomwealth.net forward slash blog, you will see an article based on annuities, portfolio Im uh, implementation. And in that article, all of this information is in there. Uh, with all the numbers and with it broken down in a readable format. So make sure you go to the website. There's a wealth of information there in articles that you can read that complement what we're doing here on the podcast. But we hope this has been beneficial. We hope that you've enjoyed the annuity series. Uh, we're glad that, uh, that we've gotten good feedback, but we're also glad to be done with this series for now. And we'll talk about <laughs> annuities uh, piece by piece as we need to going forward. But we hope you have a great week. We look forward to talking to you next week. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.